Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Heartway Pastor and Missionary Caregiver Podcast. Uh, this is Jody Vesley here again. And today we're joined by our special guest via Zoom, uh, Eric Sutton, uh, who's pastor of New Home Missionary Baptist Church in Wetumpka, Alabama, and also the current president of the ABA, right? That is correct. Yes, sir. Yeah. And so we're, we're excited to have you today, Eric. And I've noticed that New Home, they've done a really good job and they do a really good job in, in staying involved with missionaries and partnering with missionaries and caring for missionaries and supporting them. And so uh, I'm really glad you're you're here today with us. Maybe you can provide us with some insight or, or things to think on, at least uh, for churches and, and missions and missionaries and pastors. And so the topic uh, today for the podcast is missions and the church. And so missions in the church is absolutely vital. Missions in the church are connected. Uh, one isn't separate from the other. They work together. Uh, the Great Commission was given to the church. And so churches are to be actively involved in making disciples of all nations locally and nationally and worldwide uh, by sending out missionaries and partnering with them. And so over the past several years, I've noticed that pastors and churches, some of them, uh, have some struggles in, in getting their church involved with missions more. Uh, maybe they've been burned in the past uh, by, by some missionaries. Maybe maybe they want to focus more of their resources locally, and they don't know how to divvy that up between local and, and worldwide. Uh, maybe, they've, uh, maybe they have one or two places they're particularly passionate about, like a specific country, and they put everything in that place only and, and not much more beyond that. And so as a result, uh, missionaries that, that, that go around and they do deputation and they, and they try to raise support and, and share their, their burden and their call and their vision, uh, they, they, sometimes they face big difficulties, right? If, if churches don't have a vision for wherever they're called to or the type of work they're called to. And, and so, uh, or, or maybe the, the pastor just doesn't have the same passion for missions as, as other pastors might. Um, and so some missionaries, because of that, they, they, it takes them a while to build support on deputation uh, and, it, and, it, and it can be a process. And so, um, you know, pastors and churches struggle sometimes in that they're very limited uh, in their vision and in terms of the Great Commission and and that affects their faith, their vision and their involvement in doing the Great Commission. And of course, I don't think New Home is like that. Uh, I think you guys have done a great job and I've gotten to experience that as a partner of y'all's and been really blessed because of that. So today we're going to, we're going to specifically dive in with Eric over some of the difficulties that pastors face getting their churches more mission minded. Uh, and so we're going to, we're going to look at also how, um, Pastor Eric Sutton and New Home have developed a passion for missions. And here's some of the benefits for churches and specifically in New Home's case, as they became more interested and more involved in missions and continue to do so. And so I, I know um, there are a couple of hangups that pastors deal with in missions. One is getting their church on board. Uh, with a vision for missions all over the world and another, and maybe you could point out more, but another is getting their church to have faith that God will provide 
as they support missions financially more and more, even if they don't think that's possible. And so how would you uh, advise pastors with these specific concerns and, and maybe some others that I haven't pointed out? Well, I think that, um, first of all, thank you, Jody, for inviting me to be part of this podcast. I appreciate it. Um, and it's been a uh, joy and privilege to support and stand with your family. I remember back you came to, I think it was our first missions revival. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In 2012. Thanks. And uh, you were just getting started, ready to go to, to, to Russia. And I specifically remember the very elaborate um, display booth that you had. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was a puzzle that you had to put together. <laughs> That's right. Hours to put it together. Uh, and then I remember the next time you came back, you had a banner and I asked what happened. <laughs> and uh, so um, I appreciate us having the privilege to be with y'all this long. Um, so as far as some hangups and, and how do you get a church on board? I was privileged to grow up in a church that was mission minded. Um, Lynn Rayburn was my pastor until I was eight months old. So I don't remember much from those days. Uh, and then Jim Hankins came and he was there until I was eight. And then Jim Harris has been there ever since. So 32 years or so. But uh, we always had missionaries come through. We were sponsoring church for, for the Walter Goulding for years in Costa Rica. So I, I grew up in that environment. Um, my mom was the mission's treasurer. So, you know, she wrote the checks and collected the money. And I remember as a kid going up after Sunday morning service and sorting through the offering and putting the mission checks in one pile, you know. So as long as I can remember, I've I've been involved with churches that, that did missions. When I came to New Home, we really prayed. Uh, we give 10% to missions church, which is wonderful if that's what you can do. Um, but over the years, we have have really grown that. We, we do more... Um, our philosophy is different than that now. We still give 10% plus faith promise. But I think one of the things that is, has helped, there really are, I guess, two different keys that are important. One is it starts at the top. The pastor has to love missionaries, love missions, and has to make a big deal about it. Um, mm -hmm. a, a pastor wants his church to do more. He has to make a big deal about missionaries. When a missionary comes to present the work, celebrate that make a big you know tonight we're going to have a mission make sure you come back um tell a little bit about who the missionary is and and really build it up that it, it's not just well we have a missionary tonight y'all come back no we we have the privilege to have a missionary and he has given his life and this is where he's at this is who his family is this is what his work is and so i i think it all starts with that but the other thing which is just as important you have to find a way to help your people develop a relationship with missionaries. That's the key. Um, as long as, you know, Jody Vesley is just a name on a financial report every month that the church gets, the, the church isn't going to be excited about whatever you're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, so how do you do that? You know, how do you, how do you get to build a relationship? Well, it's got to be more than just have Jody come in and preach and he sets up a table for 30 minutes before and after, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, anything I say, you've been on the other side of those things. I've mm -hmm. just pastor side of those things. 
but mm-hmm. those people that come in for one service usually aren't the people that are picked up on support. They're not the people that our church remembers. Um, mm-hmm. So, so bring in a, a family over the weekend, do a mission revival, and put the missionary in somebody's home, and let them spend a night or two or three. That does have some problems. I understand. You got to make sure is there Wi-Fi because the kids may need it for school. Or the missionary might be in school. Uh, hey, the kids just might need Netflix to go to sleep at night. So um, those issues are there animals. I, you know, so there's issues I know. But what's going to happen? At least what my people have told me is either over a meal or after the service, everybody's going to kind of gather in the living room, and you're going to talk. And maybe till one o'clock in the morning and a relationship is established and there are Facebook friends are made. You get the cell phone number because you got to make sure they have time to get uh, to the to the house. And, and so but when the missionary leaves and the missionary has some need that arises, we've had this happen where somebody speaks up at the end of a service. Even It's not even a business meeting. They just speak up and say, hey. Brother so-and-so, I saw they're, um, they're washing clothes at the laundromat because their washing machine went out. Mm-hmm. Can't we buy them a washing machine? Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't happen because you came through one time. It's because there was a relationship that was established. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I really believe that if you want your church to get the vision, it, it's most of the time happens when they fall in love with the missionary. And a relationship established. So I think those are really the key things. You have to, as a pastor, make a big deal about it. And then the people have to be in the environments where they can become a friend to the missionary. And then mm-hmm. if they love the missionary, they're going to love where they're at. They're going to love the family. And they're going to want to do for their friend who is the missionary. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And yeah, we have been on the receiving end of that. And I think that's one of the things that makes you new home unique is that we do, when we have been over there, we've spent adequate time with the people, especially during the missions conference. And maybe you could speak more on that. What, you know, what, and what role have missions conferences or, or whatever you guys call them. Every church has a different name for them, but I think you know what I'm talking about. And yeah. what role uh, have those played in helping your church become more interested in missions and, and developing those relationships. Because I know from firsthand experience, we would prefer any day to spend uh, or to stay if someone would have us into their home to stay with them because we know that the chance of us developing a friendship and a relationship is just so much greater than if we are just seeing them during short periods or, we're not seeing them because we're not around them. And so thanks for creating that atmosphere for missionaries and, and your church members that we can have that opportunity to, to build those relationships. And another thing you pointed out before we get into the missions conference idea is the mindset of it being a privilege to have a missionary. Missionaries appreciate that. I can tell you that we appreciate that. If you can put that into your heart, and your mind of, of for you personally to have that and to put that into your church mentality too, is a, a huge difference. It's just completely different where we don't, we don't feel like we're a burden coming in, uh, but instead we feel welcomed. And I think that's, that's a big, 
difference. And so it's, it's a lot more pleasing, I think for everyone on both sides when it's viewed that way. Um, and so I appreciate that too, but on the topic of missions conferences, what role do you think those have played in your church and and building that interest? Um, game changer. We started in 2012 and the way it began was two of our church members who had been to a missions conference at a church in the next town over, they came and asked, could we do one? And I had attended them, but I've never hosted one, never been in a church that did a missions conference. So we sat down with a pen and a piece of paper and said, okay, what does this look like? Our goal was to be a blessing to the missionary, to just for a few days treat them like kings and queens and uh, encourage them and return for us to be encouraged and challenged. So we just said, Sunday morning, what do you do? Sunday night, what does it look like? And so we went through every day. We have activities during the days, the services at night. Um, We tried to, and we still do, we have the uh, Sunday school classes do the meals. And that's not just provide the meal, but you come and you eat with the missionaries. Uh, We understand that not everybody can go shooting on Monday. Some people have to work. Mm. But if, if we can have people from the church go to those things, That'll help. And but if you can't, we all we provide the opportunities at night. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it was our second year where one of the ladies came out and she said, Preacher, this isn't a conference, this is a revival. Mm. And so we changed the name of it. It's now our Mm -hmm. revival. And I still catch myself sometimes calling a conference, but it's really, (laughs) it's, it's, more the idea of what can we do to help the missionary. And there's a lot of, you know, a lot of things we, that we try to do. I know it puts a missionary in a bad, well, puts them in an uncomfortable position because you don't want to have attention on you. We don't want, um, we used to go, go to the mall shopping and, my first thought was, I don't care what you buy. You buy a suit, buy a dress, or the ladies, whatever you need. We'll all go up to the counter and I'll just pay for it. Well, somebody pointed out to me that, you know how uncomfortable that is? Because you don't know, am I spending too much? What mm-hmm. should that should I not? So then we just change it and we just give you cash and mm-hmm. do with it. But so we've learned through the years, because we don't want, mm-hmm. in blessing the missionary, encouraging, we don't want to make you uncomfortable or, or, or put you in a position where, what do I do? What do I not do? But I guess new homes are really unique in that when we say, Hey, we don't, we really don't care what you do with it. We really don't. Mm-hmm. Um, this past year, one of the missionaries asked me, cause we provide a t-shirt. He said, what day do we wear the shirts? And I said, there, there, there is no day. He, he said, are you sure? I said, listen, I'm sh- there's no photo op. That's, that's mm-hmm. all I give you a t-shirt. Um, mm-hmm. We did it just so you'll remember us and, and hopefully it'll be a fond memory. But what it's done for our people is again, it's helped them to absolutely fall in love with the missionaries that by the time they, the revival ends on uh, Wednesday night, you have to run people out of church. Because they just, they don't want the missionary to leave. 
And so it has, um, I think about this way, missions revival fueled our interest in missions and then faith mm. helped to fund it. Um, mm. And so yeah. those two things has, have really transformed what God's been able to do through us. Um, missions revival and faith promise. That's really good. Um, so like besides missions, revival and faith promise, and maybe you can elaborate a little bit more on faith promise. Cause I still surprisingly run into people who aren't that familiar with it or have misconceptions of it. Um, how, how do you, how, how has new home continued to develop that interest they have in missions and how are they doing? So now keep going forward with it. I mean, I assume some of it is related to faith promise uh, and the missions conference still, uh, any, anything on top of that and, and feel free to elaborate on faith promise. Yeah. So what has happened is not necessarily programs or things that we've done on a church level. It's been more ripple effect at this point. Um, mm-hmm. Missions Revival is the big, um, it's the tent peg, everything rests on as far as the growing our missions program. But what's happened is like a few years ago, Julie Sheff was here with Eyes on Christ and she spoke to the Awana kids. So for a couple of years, their Awana offering went to buy glasses um, and that was that that's what they wanted to spend it on. Give it to to Julie. Now mm-hmm. her offering is going to provide birthday gifts for missionary kids. Uh, we've had ladies step up and they wanted to send cards to missionary wives. And so what's mm-hmm. happened is because of the mechanism of a missions revival going and you bringing missionaries in, people have picked up individual ministries that are related to missions. And that, that has sparked then more people. Hey, I could write a card. I can do, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. um, we haven't added really anything as far as what we do. We give the Thanksgiving missions offering. We have a once a quarter business meeting. And in those meetings we give to certain needs, um, which is just, it's incredible because what Faith Promise has allowed us to do, and I'll talk a little bit about that, but um, it's allowed us to go from giving just 10% on average when I first came here, it was about thirty-six dollars to $42,000 a year to missions. And that was 10% and missionary comes in, you receive an offering, you know, anything mission related, we, we put in that pot. But Faith Promise allowed us, we started in 2015. We have given a little over a million dollars to missions since then. And what that was, was just extra money that people were giving. And I know a lot of people, you know, some people don't understand the concept of of faith promise mission giving. Is it biblical? I would challenge you to go and read second Corinthians eight, nine, and 10 and explain to me how the churches of Macedonia who give beyond their power out of deep poverty, how is that anything but giving by faith? Paul mm-hmm. told them that they are uh, doing well in knowledge and a lot of things, but he encouraged them to excel in this grace also, which is giving by faith. And then at the end of chapter 10, 
Paul said that when, and I think this is the key to understand it all, when your faith is increased, then we will be able to preach the gospel in regions beyond you. So how is it that the Corinthians' faith increasing equals Paul's ability to preach in further regions? The only way that's possible is, is through their faith giving. And so when they God to give more to missions through them, then Paul can, can preach more. So I've taught our people that the, the limitation on missionaries is often financial. Mm-hmm. And have considered that maybe the limitation on the missionary is really a lack of our faith. And, um, you know, I've heard all kinds of definitions for faith promise. and um, But I believe it's just you pray, you ask the Lord, what, what do you want me to give in the upcoming year? And if the Lord lays an amount on your heart and you promise to give it, when the offering time comes, if you have the money, give it. If you don't, don't give it. I, I tell our folks, don't, don't put your faith promise on a credit card. That's yeah. not that's not trusting the Lord. Now, it could be the reason why the, the money's not there is because you went to Starbucks three times this week. <laughs> uh, so you, you, you've got to look at those things, too. But um, mm-hmm. our folks have just, uh, when you trust the Lord to give through you to missions. I don't know anything else that grows your faith more than that because you seek to provide. And then when you see the report from the missionary that four souls were saved, a church was established. Mm-hmm. New home had a part of that. Yes. But mm-hmm. you specifically had a part in that because mm-hmm. you out of your own pocket, not just to the general fund, but to, to missions specifically. Mm-hmm. And so, it has helped us tremendously. We've, uh, I mean, well over, I think, something like 70, 80% increase in what we've been able to do because of faith promise giving. Wow. That's awesome. Praise God. Um, yeah. I mean, we've been on the receiving end of some of those uh, just checks and, and different things for even little things like the cards, the, the Christmas offerings that you guys send, all those things are, are real big blessings to us. And they're not like, I, I don't know. I think some people just think, Oh yeah, of course churches do that. No, it's not, it's not common, <laughs> but it's a really good thing that, that we really feel, we feel love. We feel care. We feel, you know, like people are there for us and they're with us and they, and and we mean something to them beyond just what we're doing. And so what better way to show that than sending a gift from time to time. And so thank you guys for doing that. Um, I think that's a great way to show love to missionaries um, and, and encourage them. Um, yeah. Faith promise. You, you mentioned that the increase in faith that comes from that. I, I've been benefited from that and, I think it's one of the best ways for us to grow our faith, but what other benefits has your church uh, experienced as they have become more interested, involved and involved in missions? So one of the things, the more that people give financially to missions, the more they are becoming aware of their neighbor across the street. Um, We've got a lady right now that just has a burden for 
some kids in her Awana class that have never been to church before. And so she goes and she picks them up every week. Um, you, you, so you see the spiritual development of people. Um, when, when they start praying for missionaries by name in church service, mm-hmm. uh, and then they want to go on a mission trip, mm-hmm. uh, visit the missionary on the field. Uh, that mm-hmm. has been a tremendous blessing to, to see people who have always been good people, always been faithful mm-hmm. church members, but to see passion in their heart over missionaries, to see tears flow down their cheeks as they pray for missionaries, to see them uh, bring a friend to church or to call and have a burden, ask you to pray for their, their coworker who is lost, mm-hmm. trying to witness to them. All, all of that is a result of making missions a big deal in the church setting. And so um, you find that people are, are much more willing to do work, mission work at home when they're more aware of mission work abroad. But again, it's just we send checks to these seven missionaries and that's mission work. Well, that's no, that's not mission work. So it goes back to the preaching ministry of the church mm-hmm. through the book of Acts. Um, mm-hmm. Preach mission sermons, uh, preferably not topical sermons of what you, you know, here's my four thoughts on missions, but just open the text and let the Bible mm-hmm. speak of what the church ought to be doing. And I promise you, somebody in that church is going to say, wait a minute. So why aren't we doing whatever? And mm-hmm. that person you need to pour into and let them lead the charge over missions. Uh, I could be called somewhere else tomorrow. The Lord could call me home tomorrow. And the missions program is still going to go on because this is, this is their heartbeat. Um, mm-hmm. And so it is, it's really developed a, a spiritual passion and a burden for those around has probably been one of the greatest things. Uh, and I've shared at the conference I spoke at uh, earlier this year that one of the coolest things to me is that I have some of my best friends are missionaries. Mm. But even cooler than that is that I have church members who have missionaries that are their friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just... They know more about some missionaries than I do. <laughs> Did you know that Brother Sohn said that this is going on? Man, I hadn't heard that. Did you get the report <laughs> on Facebook? I was messaging them the other day. And I said, wait a minute, you were, you're, you're messaging them? Yeah, I text them all the time. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's awesome. It's wonderful to see. Um, mm-hmm. But it goes back to relationships and mm-hmm. putting your people in a position to meet the missionary and his family to fall in love with them. And I'm convinced you cannot be a lover of missions and missionaries and wanting to reach out and also not love the Lord and grow your faith at the same time. Uh, I think they go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, that's a great point. And I think that's a, that's a good closing point is that it goes hand in hand with our, relationship and our desire uh our relationship with missionaries and our desire to keep reaching out and 
into the into the world through partnership with missionaries and and doing things nationally and locally and doing mission trips and and sending support and then uh, just our connection with that with our 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 faith and our our love for God and our relationship with God and our relationship with missionaries it's all connected and uh, and so that's that's a great that's a great point and so you can't really be super you can't say i'm super proactive on and passionate about the great commission if you're not involved in missions in any way that's right <laughs> it, it just doesn't make any sense uh this doesn't make any sense and so um yeah this has been really helpful i think i think it can be really helpful to reflect on these things and and just do a check um in our churches and our hearts about where are we at with missions? How do, how do we keep going forward? What, how do we, are we stuck? Or are we, are we still going? And uh, maybe this can inspire some, some people to, to get more on track with, with missions and more involved in missions and, and reap some of these benefits that you've mentioned from that and, and not be worried about like running out of money. Right. I don't know a, a church that has done faith promise and has run out of money unless they started using those faith promise funds for reasons other than missions. And, That's right. And, and yeah. And so I appreciate you, Eric. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, thanks for sharing with us your experiences and, 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 and some of your church's experiences and missions. We, we appreciate you. Well, thank you, Jody. I appreciate the opportunity. And yeah, I would just say that um, just take the next step. Just one step. You don't have to. You don't have to score a touchdown. Just just get a first down in your missions program. I often like to think about the woman who anointed the Lord before um, his burial. You know, and Judas was all upset about it. Um, and Jesus just said, "Hey, listen. She has done what she could." And so, find something that you can do in the area of missions and for a missionary, and just do what you can. And the Lord will grow your ability to do what you can. And uh, you'll find that you can, you'll look back one day and say, how in the world have we been able to do what we've done? And it'll just simply be because the Lord used you as you did what you can do. Amen. It's all, it's all God through us. That's right. Until next time, this has been the Heartway podcast where we seek to help with issues at the source. <laughs>